This is the Ion Preps Podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award-winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. This is the Ion Preps Podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hogs Sports Network. And this is our first podcast, and I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Taylor of the <laughs> Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we are going to be with you every week talking about preps around the state. We'll bring you news and information that nowhere else will have. E.T., man, thanks for being with me, brother. Man, it's Monday, man. I, uh, I'm glad to be here, man. It's that time of year. You know how that, how that goes, man. So the excitement level is at an all-time high for, for all of us, probably. There you go. So this is the first week of the high school football season. This is August 21st on a Monday. And uh, we got some games that are going on this week, E.T. But before we get into that, we'll talk about that in the later, later segment. What we want to talk about first on the podcast today is all of the coaching changes that have oh, gone man. on around the state. And, man, E.T., it has to start, and it's been talked about since it happened. Buck James leaving the five-time defending state champion Bryant to go staying in the same conference over to Conway. E.T., man, you just don't see stuff like that happen at all. You know, when that happened, man, it, it was – uh, I guess shocking wouldn't be the, the – the, if it's a stronger word, the shock, then it's probably need to be used. Um, but that was just such a, a surprising, almost out of nowhere move. Um, and it, it, you know, sent ripples through the state, you know, uh, when you, you have as much success as Buck has had, um, not just at Brian, but all, other schools before yeah, that, Yeah. but him, with him turning Brian into, uh, the powerhouse that they are right now. And then, you know, after that, that, that title last year, um, leaves and goes to, uh, you know, in-conference rival that, that heightens things even more, man. So. That was the uh, premier move. Out of all the moves in the state, that was the premier move. Uh, um, and, and, you know, the season kicks off, so we're going to see how all that turns out, man. But that one there, man, that was – that, that causes some uh, – I, I can just about guarantee some some rifts. Between <laughs> those two schools. If, if, if any rift didn't exist now, you know, beforehand, they exist now. So. Uh, you, you, you know, man, those teams got that date circled on that, on that, on that schedule, man, oh, when man. they, when they get ready to play in that seven, you know eight, it, seven, eight game. Definitely. It'll, it'll be standing room only. Trust me. Yes, sir. Um, so what that did, ET, you kind of alluded to that a little bit. It kind of set off a sort of a domino effect, um, across the state. So, uh, so you had, Buck James, you know, they, Brian has won five state championships in a row, unprecedented, um, in class seven, a, um, Eric, did he did he maybe just feel like he had done all he could do at Bryant? And he was ready for a new challenge. Do you feel like that was the the main uh, reason why he why he made the move? You know that that's kind of what I got out of out of some of the the, the things he was saying in interviews. Uh, you know, just wanted to do something different. Or it was time to do something different. Um, you know, and, and of course, it, it may or may not be something else to that. But I take it for his word. I've been knowing you know Coach James for a long time, man, and. And, you know, when he says it was, you know, time for something different, then it's, you know, it's time to do something different, man. Um, but, yeah, that, that man, uh, like I said, it was, it was shocking, uh, to be honest, because, I mean, you rarely, rarely see that when you have that much, especially on the high school level, that type of success in the big school era. Yeah. Uh, you know, then, then, you know, decide to move to, to, to another school in the same, same conference. Not, not necessarily the same classification, <laughs> but the same conference, you know. <laughs> so oh, that, that, yeah. that was, yeah, you know, that, that's, that was, that was, uh, like I said, if it was another word stronger than shocking, then, then that can be used in that one. <laughs> and, and he might have some different digits on his paycheck too. Maybe maybe that might have had something to do with it. 
It's quite possible. It's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> Can't follow for that if that's the case. That, that, Et, that always gets your attention. That, that will always. always get your attention. Yeah, it'll always book my eyes for real. So we had that move, of course. Uh, you know that that's the big one that sent off the ripple effects that also affected uh, some of some of the other schools because uh, Quad Sanders was uh, what he was at Jonesboro, right? He had just taken a job right. at Jonesboro, and right. then uh, uh, Bryant. You know, man, when Bryant when Bryant comes open. You, 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 you got you got to make that move, man. You, yeah, you got to go. You yeah, gotta go, you got to make that move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No yeah. doubt about that, man. <laughs> so, uh, so of course, being familiar with Bryant and everything, uh, I was an assistant coach for Buck and all that, and so uh, he made the move back over to Bryant to, uh, um, you know, walk in over there, a, a, a program again that has won five consecutive Class Seven A state championships, and um, I would imagine that the Hornets will just continue to keep on rolling, Et, wouldn't you? Brian is, you know, I, I, I talked to a couple guys several times about, you know, having just good seasons and then having legit programs. Right now, Brian is a legit program. I mean, they, they are stacked. And I'm, I'm I'm not really exaggerating when I say this. You know, they're two and three deep at each, each spot, you know. Um, and so, it, yeah, yeah, you, the, the the mastermind has, has, has gone. But, you know, Quad was there for a while. So, Quad knows what's going on and the, the him. And they are loaded for bear again this year, man. It won't be, you know, the, the leadership as far as Buck not being there be different. But you know, they they they're still don't don't expect much of a drop off, man. Like e that. Et to quote uh, the great Dennis Green, Bryant is who we thought they were. Yeah, who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so that's the big uh, coaching news in the seven A, and of course there have been some other coaching changes too across the state. Um, Ryzen, uh, Clay Toddy, who had been a fixture at Ryzen for many, many mm -hmm. years, won multiple state championships. He mm -hmm. took the job at Wynn, um, right. and they uh, – th uh, that's a great move for Wynn, E.T. I mean, getting mm -hmm. Clay Toddy there, that's a great move for them. Man, from what Clay did at Ryzen, man, I mean, he he, he was the guy now. I think he was there for, I don't know, 20-some-odd years, uh, the winning this program – I mean, winning his coaching that program's history, uh, led them to state titles, I think, what – maybe three or four. Yep. Um, and so that that's a big, big vacancy that they feel with Coach Carmichael, who was at uh, Madden Cove, if I'm not mistaken. And he did a good job while he was down there, I think for six years or so. Um, so, and, but Ryzen has a lot back as well this year too. So that, I mean, they, again, the, the, the head is gone, but they still have plenty of talent now in that way, man. And, and uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how that shapes up. I think they're changing offenses this year. I think they used to run the sphere, uh, on the coast title, but now they're going to open it up a little bit on the coast. Carmichael. What? Are yeah. you saying Ryzen <laughs> yeah. may pass the ball some? What? Well, Ryzen <laughs> might throw it a little bit this year, man. <laughs> so I'm really interested to see how, how that's going to shake up, man. Uh, but, yeah, man, Clay leaving and going to win. Like I said, that's a big plus for win as well. Um, like I said, his pedigree is is just out, outstanding. And so it's going to be interesting to see what Wynn does uh, while he's there as well. Well, and Eric, also, if, if folks uh, will remember back, Wynn was hit by a tornado uh, this past right. spring, did a lot of damage to their right. school. Uh, mm -hmm. Some lot of damage to the football stadium. Uh, the the tornado sucked the turf off the stadium in a lot of places. Right. Is, is their stadium ready? To, you know, ready to go? Um, the last I, last I saw, I saw some some uh, images online, and I think like the turf and things are down. So I, I, I'm thinking that it's going to be ready to go. I'm not. No, don't quote me 100 percent on that, but I think if they're not 
Right in there close. Okay. Me right. Okay. Yeah. Now their school, of course, suffered severe damage. That's their school is, you know, I'm sure far from ready, and it'll probably be a couple of years before they get, you know, everything repaired there. But uh, I know they want to play the football games there, so hopefully they'll be good to go with that. And again, Clay Toddy, right, right. what a heck of a hire uh, for yes, win. Sir, uh, the other big coaching change I thought was in seven A. Chris Wood, who had been the football coach at Springdale Harbor since the school opened. Um, in mm -hmm. 2006, won a state championship there. He stepped down to go uh, into a full-time admin role, and they hired Brent Eckley from Missouri. Um, mm -hmm. So the Wildcats uh, will look a little bit different this year, Eric. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, like I said, in, in that that West, man, you know, and, and Coach Wood has been there for so long, you said, since, since the program even, you know, got started, man, just to see how that transition unfolds, um, you know, how that, yeah, that, that works. Uh, I don't know much about, you know, the coach that came in from Missouri. But I know Harbor, Harbor's going to be Harbor. You know, they're, they're not without talent at all. Um, so I just was wondering how that's going to transition, particularly in the 7A West, you know, with the, with the heavyweights, you know, Benville, Fayetteville, and guys like that. So I'm interested, again, to see how that works and how that looks, you know, once things get kicked off. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to take a break right here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. He is our recruiting guy, and we will he will be a regular uh, – portion of this podcast that we will do every week, the Eye on Preps podcast, as we bring you the best in high school football coverage from across the state. We'll talk recruiting. We'll talk about whatever it is that's shaking in the world of high school uh, sports in Arkansas. Again, I'm Chip Sousa with the Hogs Sports Network, uh, joined with Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll be joined by Richard Davenport. Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network. And we are now joined by the recruiting guy, our recruiting guy, Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. RD, what's shaking on this Monday? Oh, man, uh, just got my walk in. Uh, that's why I look so good. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, got got beat beat the heat, so feeling good. Well, if you figure out how to beat the heat, man, let me know because I hadn't figured it out yet. It, the heat's beating me down. <laughs> I'm ready for October, dude. E I'm ready. Yeah. E.T.'s been fighting a cold over there. He sounded like Barry White today. I, I thought he was going to break out, break, out, break out some love songs or something, man. He's, he's... <laughs> man. <laughs> Uh, so, Richard, let's talk a little recruiting. Um, we wanted to make sure we made you a regular part of this podcast to give us uh, your expert insight about what's going on in the world of recruiting. And I know uh, some some of the uh, some of the information that you that you have you kind of keep under wraps a little bit, but we'll talk about anything that you can talk about. Um, and we also had uh, Richard. You just mentioned before we went on, um, Arkansas just got another big uh, a big commitment recently. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah, White Simmons, linebacker from Harding Academy. Uh, probably one of the more interesting stories in, in all of the nation just because how he blew up. I mean, he was somewhat of an unknown until this spring and his video got uh, 
uh, huddle video got out. College coaches started taking a look, and he just he just blew up like few people I've ever seen. And uh, Texas, uh, USC, uh, Ole Miss, Auburn, Clemson, uh, probably uh, 20, 25, maybe 30 schools extended offers since the spring. And, uh, and, and he visited Clemson, Auburn, and Arkansas, uh, Texas, Stanford, a few others are wanting him to take an official visit. But uh, church camp kind of interrupted uh, that. And uh, he's 6'3", 215 pounds. And, and <clears throat> I'll say this. I remember the first time I looked at Jalen Catalan's uh, video, he was the most sudden safety I'd ever seen. His closing speed, his, his suddenness to the ball was something I had never seen before. And uh, I, I think uh, we, we can recall that Chad Morris even talked about him being the most impressive safety he did, he'd seen on yeah, film. Yeah. And I said that the first time I saw him. Well, I'm going to tell you, Wyatt Simmons' video is one of the most impressive I've seen of any linebacker since I've been doing this for almost 20 years. Uh, his closing speed, his suddenness, is just uh, off the charts. I mean, it, it's it's almost freakish. I don't know what he runs in the 40. I don't know if he's been timed in the 40. I talked to his head coach yesterday. He didn't know what he runs in the 40. But regardless of what he runs, whatever he runs, he runs the same 40 in football pads as he does in shorts and a shirt. He he he. Uh, I was talking to the Stuttgart head coach uh, a few months ago when I was uh, doing a story on Wyatt and their running back eventually signed with Arkansas state about 180 pounds. Wyatt's about 215. Well, uh, the running back, uh, somehow he got, he, he, uh, turned a corner and he, he had, he had, uh, he had a head start on Wyatt. Wyatt at 215 pounds, chased him down mm -hmm. i mean it you just don't <laughs> see a 180 pound high level uh, running back chased down by 200 uh, by any linebacker yes. regardless of yeah, size th yeah 35 pounds difference in their weight uh, yeah. and yeah. uh so i think i think a lot of you know he's rated a three-star by most of the recruiting service I, I i don't think the recruiting services have really evaluated him as well as they they probably hope to all I know is his closing speed, his suddenness at linebacker is some of the best I've ever seen. Wow. His, his, I think his upside is just off the charts. Uh, talking to his head coach yesterday, he thinks he can, he can uh, carry 235, 240 in college. And I guarantee you, no, no strength and conditioning coach is going to sacrifice, you know, uh, size for uh, over speed. Sure. So they'll, they'll make sure whatever he is, he plays at on the college level, he doesn't lose any speed. He, his potential is, uh, is very, very high. Uh, Richard, we also want to talk a little bit, uh, this week, of course, is the big salt ball game, Benton against Bryant. Braylon Russell will be, uh, the running back in that game for Benton. Um, he's a kid who had committed to Arkansas, then decommitted, but then he went back, uh, looked over everything, kind of took a deep breath and committed to Arkansas again. What are the Razorbacks getting in that running back, Richard? 
Uh, he's a specimen from a standpoint. I mean, he reminds me if there was a Razorback that I can think back uh, just recently, fairly recently, and kind of comparing to, I'd say Broderick Green. Okay. Broderick Green, when I saw him at Pulaski Academy, uh, they're very similar size, about 6'2", 230, 240 range. And uh, he may be a little thicker than Broderick. Uh, I mean, his lower body is uh, very, very thick as long as, as, as well as his upper body. Uh, he's got good speed. I wouldn't say great speed, but he's got good speed. Very, very physical. I think uh, he's a guy that uh, you definitely want in third down situations. Uh, he can catch the ball. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think he's another guy that has tremendous upside because he's very strong right now. But, uh, you know, two or three years in the weight room at the University of Arkansas is going to be, it's going to be quite impressive. He, they, he showed, they, he had a, he, he uh, he put out a video that he squatted 600 pounds recently. Ooh. I mean, it's a high school kid. <laughs> 600 pounds. Lord. You got to be kidding me. E.T., so, hey, that's I like mean, picking up a, a, a four pinto, man. That's like. Yes, that's that, wild. I, I tell you, that, 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 that's, that's crazy. I mean, it, it really is. So, uh, he, you know, obviously he, he had opportunities to go just about anywhere he wanted to, you know, around, around the country. And I think. I, I figured the pool of Arkansas and playing for his home state was always going to be there. But uh, at the same time, when he's taking other visits and to Tennessee and some of the other schools, uh, some of his other finalists, I mean, that's, that's, you, you always kind of question, you know, usually kids that decommit usually don't come back to the right. school that they decommitted from, but uh, he's one of the rare ones. And, and, uh, but uh, from a physical standpoint, uh, he, he, he passes the eye test. Now, Richard, who are some of the other kids in the state that have committed uh, to Arkansas? I know Southside has an offensive lineman that's committed. Um, who, are, who are some of the other other guys um, who who have, are part of this 2024 class? Uh, Kobe Brennan, I think he's a guy that uh, has uh, – I think he's a guy that's that will redshirt, as, you know, as a freshman. But he's a guy that I think play, will play the guard position. He's massive. I remember the first time seeing him – at an Arkansas camp, he wasn't he wasn't participating in the camp, and I and I didn't know exactly who he was at the time, and I know the people around me we were talking, and they were thinking, oh, he's a current offensive lineman at the University of Arkansas, and they were trying to figure out which one, and I said, man, I, I don't think he is because he, he didn't look familiar, and, but that was the first time I'd physically seen him, and uh, so he he's a legitimate six six three hundred twenty pounds. Oof. Big boy. And, uh, but I, I, I think he's one of those guys that will need some seasoning, but man, I think, uh, he has a potential to be, uh, uh, a very good off offensive lineman on, in the sec. But, uh, then, uh, Collins, uh, Charleston Collins, uh, 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 defensive end, defensive tackle just depends on how much more he grows. You know, once he gets to Arkansas from mills, six, five, about two seventy right now. I think he has tremendous potential. His his uh, his uh, his stats, far as the number of uh, tackles for losses and sacks that, that he had last year, is just just off the charts. He, he's very disruptive, and uh, again, I think you, it remains to be seen what he plays on the next level. Could if he stays about the same size, six five, about two seventy. Obviously, he'll probably play defensive end. If he grows more. They'll move him inside. That's fantastic. Richard, where can our listeners uh, read more about the recruiting, uh, your recruiting uh, information? 
Well, you can follow me on on Twitter at, uh, at Twitter or X. X, uh, yeah, on the X. Yeah, yeah, on the X uh, uh, at AR Recruiting Guy, and then at, obviously at ohogsports.com and uh, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. So, Richard uh, Davenport, the guru of recruiting um, for us and across the state. If it, if it is about recruiting, RD knows about it. Richard, thanks for being on with us, and we will be back with you next week. See you, Chip. Have a good one. Thank you. So we're going to take another break right here. We come back. E.T. and I will talk about some of the big games on tap this week as week zero gets underway in high school football. We'll be right back. Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com. And we are back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Eric Taylor. And uh, E.T., that was a great segment there by Richard Davenport, giving us some insight on uh, some of the recruits um, that are committed to Arkansas. Of course, commitments are not binding. The first national signing day when they can sign their letters of intent is not until December, second signing day in February. But, uh, mm-hmm. Eric, looks like the Hogs are uh, going to bring in a good class for 2024. It's, it's a lot of uh, good class and, and kids in this class, rather. Um, I'm and, and what Richard was talking about, you know, the, the kid from Harden Academy, that's, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's some of the things he was saying about him, man. man. Well, and, you know, I guess – and I haven't checked the schedule yet. I'm, I'm sure I'm, – I'm guessing they're going to be playing Boonville again um, in a non-conference yeah. game like they did last year. So, that'll be a great game, uh, yeah. you know, him against uh, – um, Dax Goff, you know, over at Boonville, who's mm-hmm. also, you know, uh, a big-time recruit, um, being mm-hmm. looked at by a lot of different schools. That that's, that should be a good game. Uh, but speaking of good games, man, we got a lot of good games going on this week in week zero of the high school football season that kicks off the 2023 season. And, uh, E.T., we mm-hmm. cannot talk about football games this week without first talking about the biggest game, the Salt Bowl, Benton <laughs> versus Bryant. That, that game was going to guarantee you to, to pull at least 30 plus, 30,000 plus. Wow. Um, you know, and, and that's always, no matter how good the teams are, how bad they are, and both will be pretty good. Both are going to be good this year anyway. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a game that, that people from all over, particularly in Central Arkansas, not just Saline County, uh, come out to that game and, and just to watch. And it's, when I tell you, it, it's, it's something for a high school football game that's not a state title game, just, just the amount of support that goes into that game, man. And just to see how many people attend it, man. And this is every year. It's not just, you know, isolated years. It's every year. It's going to pull at least, like I said, at least 30,000. Um, and it's, it should be a pretty good game this year. I would imagine. That should be a good one. Of course, we talked about it in the first segment, Bryant will be under new coach quad Sanders as Buck James has left that program after winning five consecutive state championships to go over to Conway. So we've got that storyline going on. And then uh, for Benton, Braylon Russell, uh, the Arkansas commit at running back. And uh, one of my favorite coaches is Brad Harris uh, when he was at Lincoln and now at Benton doing well. And I tell you what, uh, E.T., man, uh, you know, the 6A is so loaded um, that, I mean, you know, Benton, Greenwood, uh, PA, uh, Little Rock Christian, man, there's just a lot of great teams in 6A, a lot of great teams. I talked to uh, Coach Young uh, Friday, uh, Greenwood, um, and, and and he he's ready. Of course, Greenwood. I was telling a guy a couple of weeks ago when he asked me about how I thought six eight would turn out, and uh, he was like, "Man, I think." 
you know, I'm not calling the guy's name. He's a coach, uh, a basketball coach. Yeah, so he should have probably just stayed in that lane. But anyway, <laughs> uh, he was saying, I think, you know, Greenwood and PA are going to step back. And so I asked him, I uh, said, when's the last time you ever seen a Greenwood or a PA team, you know, take step backs at all? Uh, <laughs> you know, but they're, they're, they're going to be there. Little Rock Christian is, is super talented. Little Rock Catholic yes. uh, is no longer the Catholic of old, you yes. know, so to speak. You know, they've got plenty of talent. Again, Benton's going to be there, man. You got – uh, teams over in the East, El Dorado, uh, you know, Marion, you know, Lake Hamilton is going to be Lake Hamilton with, you know, running football, no matter who's in the backfield. Uh, it, it's going to be something, man, literally. It will. So that Benton and Bryant course, that game will be played on Saturday. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to talk the Friday, big Friday games. I'll tell you what, this is an intriguing game talking about mm -hmm. PA. PA and Joe T. Robinson are playing, uh, you know, meet, meeting uh, this week. And, and uh, you know, PA is, is uh, the defending 6A state champions. And mm -hmm. Joe T. is a one of the favorites in 5A. Mm -hmm. ET, that mm -hmm. should be a great game as well. You know, I think the last three years they played PA as one, you know, fairly handily. But, you know, it, it, they always seem to pull away in the second half. It's always a tight game that, that first half, you know, and then PA does what PA does. You know, they, they, they make those adjustments and then they find a way to pull on. Uh, this year, I don't think it'll be, you know, uh, you know, much different. I mean, both, I think, talent for talent are on even par. You know, it's just, I think, who makes the adjustments in the second half that actually win that game. Uh, like I said, Robson lost quite a bit, but Robson, again, is, is still Robson. They loaded. And PA is going to always be PA, you know, yep. so it's that's going to be one of the, the, the games that I think um, is going to open some eyes from both ends and what people want to, you know, what PA has back and what they're going to do now. Um, and then with Robson, like I said, they lost quite a bit. But again, Robinson has been one of those teams these past, I don't know, five, ten years that's been in the upper echelon, you know, of the class. So yeah. one, uh, it's going to be interesting, man. Won a state championship in 4A exactly. and, and didn't miss exactly. a beat going to 5A. You know, uh, E.T., you're talking about people saying that PA, you know, might take a step back or whatever. People thought PA would take a step back when Kevin Kelly left too. And Anthony right. Lucas said, wait a minute, <laughs> I, I'm still here. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I'm still here. <laughs> the train is still rolling, man. <laughs> the train is still rolling. Yeah, so that'll be a good game. PA at Joe T. Robinson. And then, of course, there's a lot of big games going on. I thought another big one might be uh, Cabot at Fayetteville. Um, Fayetteville, mm -hmm. Drake Lindsay, the quarterback there who's committed to Minnesota. Uh, big kid, about 6'4", uh, 220, something like that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, E.T., when you say, man, uh, when that dude steps off the bus, uh, his he's got good curb appeal. <laughs> he, he looks <laughs> – like a, a college kid playing yes. high school ball, yes. you know, uh, and, and that that kid is something else. And and to be honest with you, I, I kind of think, you know, as crazy as this sounds, he may have flew under the radar a little bit um, because I definitely think he has the goods and, and Minnesota's getting a great one. Uh, but that game in particular, man, if I'm not mistaken, the last couple of years they played has been really tight games. They have, you know? yeah. I remember two years ago, I think in the playoffs, I want to say Fayetteville was down two, three touchdowns and came back and won it. And I think the opener last year, I think Cabot had to come back and win that one late, you know. So this game, of course, I, I think will be close again, uh, you know. So that that's that's one of those games that, that that's kind of almost a, a a measuring stick, so to speak, if you want to call an early season game to see where where those teams are. Yeah. Uh, you know, Absolutely. so that that'll be a good one for sure, Absolutely. definitely. And Fayetteville's all excited. They're they're going to have their they've opened their new uh, student performance. Uh, center uh there on I, and i'm not i'm directly challenged et i'm i'm not one of those kind of guys that knows east west north i'm like go go, to, go go down to junior's house and turn left and you know there's, an old, 
Right. <laughs> you, you'll see something on the corner. They, but on, on one of the end zones at Fayetteville, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they've opened up this new, beautiful okay. new facility over there. And so I know Fayetteville's excited to show that off. And so uh, okay. that'll be a big time, big festive thing over at Fayetteville uh, on Friday night. And uh, the game, if it's like they have been in the last couple of games when these two teams mm -hmm. have met, it will be a great game. Um, so that will wrap up this uh, podcast. And uh, our first one is in the books. And ET, man, I am so happy that you uh, that you're hosting this with me um, because of all the insight and everything that you bring from you know from across the state um, and uh, man I, you know when they they asked me if I wanted to you know do a prep podcast or whatever I said man I will do it but if but I want to have Eric Taylor join me and man I'm just so glad uh, that you're here with me and, uh, and we'll be doing this every week. Man, I'm honored for this, man. I'm actually this this time. It doesn't beat this time of year. And it's not just with football because this time of year signals the other sports starting as well. Yes. You know, with yes. golf and cross country and tennis and things of that nature, man. So it, the, the sports season legitimately kicks off during this time of year. And I'm, I'm just all for it, man. It's an honor to be out here with you, man, literally. Like, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited about it all, brother. There you go. So for all, for you listeners, uh, to catch all of the high school sports um, across the state, you'll want to, You'll want to be a subscriber to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Either one will work, and you'll get the best in high school coverage from across the state with Eric Taylor and, and uh, all of the guys um, that cover high school sports in this state. Uh, we also want to mention on our network of podcasts through the Hog Sports Network, um, we've got a brand-new lineup for you that will feature not just the Island Preps podcast, but we also will have uh, two podcasts a week on Arkansas Razorback football called the Whole Hog Football podcast it'll be hosted by matt jones and scotty borderland uh, we'll also have a podcast each week from the hogs illustrated sports club luncheon um, in which we'll have a q a on there with the guest speaker that week and this week it'll be sam Pittman. uh et they're coming to hear me speak but i think sam's going to be there too uh yeah may ask him to do a remark yeah, or something yeah, yeah i'll let him i'll let him say a word or two uh, there you go. Yeah, so we'll have that. And then on Fridays, we're also excited. Ethan Westerman, uh, one of our reporters for uh, the Hog Sports Network and Whole Hog Sports, um, he's going to be hosting a women's sports-only uh, podcast in which he's going to have guests on there each week. Um, and it will give female athletes a platform uh, to talk about issues that are important to them. He's got uh, Courtney Doppel lined up as his first guest this week. Of course, she is the women's softball coach at the University of Arkansas. That podcast will drop on Friday. That podcast is called Game Change. And that's exactly what that podcast will be is about female athletes who are changing the game. ET, it's going to be a great podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm writing a story for the next issue of Hogs Illustrated Magazine on Dorita uh, Dawkins. She's uh, just been named uh, the chairman for the 2020, I believe, I got to make sure I got this right, 2025. Uh, NCAA Division One Women's NCAA Basketball Tournament, and she and I oh, had wow. a chance to talk about uh, the uh, the uh, heightened awareness and publicity on women's basketball after such a terrific Final Four last year, and and uh, uh, Angel Reese, um, you know, and and, uh, and LSU winning the national championship uh, just brought so much more attention to women's basketball, and that's a good thing. And uh, mm -hmm. so that's what that Definitely. podcast that, uh, that Ethan is going to be hosting. So we've got a good lineup of podcasts for you each week. E.T. and I are going to bat lead off, and then we're going to uh, turn it over to our power hitters uh, as we go down the lineup every day. 
And so we're glad to have you uh, to listen to this podcast. And you can listen to this podcast wherever your podcast can be found. Also, go to the YouTube and uh, click that like button, hit the sub button, and hit that bell, and follow us every week as ET and I, along with Richard Davenport, bring you the best in preps. So for Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, for Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network. Thanks for listening. Go out and catch a game this week. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.